<clears throat> when you were a baby in your crib, your father looked down at you. He had but one hope. Someday my son will grow to be a man. Well, look at you now. You just got your asses whipped by a bunch of goddamn nerds. Hey kids, today I'm here with one of the founders of the old school format. Even though you're growing up, you should never stop having fun, and here's your fun, MG! I guess that was my introduction, so thank you for having me. Nice to be a guest. Also, a man must be big enough to admit his mistakes, smart enough to profit from them, and strong enough to correct them. And I do not have to be smart, at least when I have my trusted <laughs> Åland by my side. Hello, Åland. Hi, I'm Åland. <laughs> this is Monster of the Week, constructing <laughs> old school this magic. Yeah, this is how we feel from 93. So, what are we doing today, Wallan? Today we are talking about uh, uh, restricting Mishra's factory. Oh, no, 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 we are not. Uh, not at all. We are talking about the history of Noobcom. Uh, mm? The k- Noobcom? No, not Noobcom. No, Noobcom. Con. Like Con Air. Okay, then it's good to have you here, MG. Because you were there from the beginning. Yeah, I've been to a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, maybe all of them <laughs> even. Uh, should we just like briefly? I know you you wrote some articles and people all probably know about Nubcon, but like we're going. How are we going about this? You send us an Excel file with a bunch of stats. Uh, the earlier tournaments is like a bit of a blur, I guess. But uh, we're starting from somewhere in the beginning, <laughs> and we're we're going forward, right? <laughs> Yeah, okay, so um, I guess like I, I listened to your uh, excellent podcast about BSK last week mm-hmm. and uh, and you mentioned that, you know, we're uh, we're actually not drinking at BSK, uh, which is uh, almost like a rare thing for old school tournaments these days. And the, the whole thing with like starting NoobCon was that uh, um, I was actually almost thrown out from BSK a couple of times <laughs> because I was... Uh, Drinking everything's <laughs> like sneaking around with alcohol, and uh, like in a good way. So I wasn't really thrown out actually, but you know it wasn't something that you were allowed to it do. It was implied. Uh, so me stop. and a couple of friends, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so me and a couple of friends discussed like what would the, uh, what would our like ideal magic tournament look like? Uh, like playing the formats we liked because you didn't really have. Uh, like old school or tribe land or casual formats or block wars or things that we enjoyed that much and you know you want to be able to stay late or drink alcohol and these kind of things um so we decided to try to you know create our own uh tournament mm. and this was like in the early early days you could get like a beer at the gp and stuff but it wasn't that common if i can say it like that to to combine alcohol or you know parting with mm. magic when I played back then, it was 
common that if you weren't zero two, you usually dropped from the tournament. Like you didn't come to the tournament to hang out, you know, and have a good time in the same way. Uh, so, so we aimed to, you know, create a tournament that you came to for the ambience as much as for, for the uh, magic, so to say. So that was like the, the first plan. And BSK was certainly a trigger mm -hmm. in a sense. Um, but, you know, the first time we tried to do it, like NoobCon 1, uh, it worked like, it didn't work that well because we weren't that, you know, experienced with doing it. I worked at the pub back then in the Rotary pub where we still have NoobCon. So I had the keys and stuff. Uh, but, you know, we, we weren't that good at organizing. We had a lot of, like, ideas on how we want to do it. But um, uh, we didn't really kick off an old school tournament that year. We had, like, Block Wars and stuff, and I think Triblander and a few other things. But, you know, and there was some, like, casual... Uh, 93, 94, but not, you know, the championship as people know it. And uh, a lot of people, like, especially, like, <laughs> I remember Stalin, uh, our friend, he, he was so disappointed in the tournament that he, like, almost started to dislike us as people. <laughs> there are, like, some really good threads you can check in at Senska Magic, like, for the mm -hmm. first NoobCon. And he's like, I, I don't even want to write there anymore because I'm so disappointed. In and and Svenska Magic is the, like, Swedish forum for yeah. uh, magic. Yeah, we're we're first started, you know, having private forums on on old school and stuff. It's like kind of the Swedish the mana drain or, or what you want to call it. You you're mentioning BSK, but like when did when did you when did old school as a format become a tournament? Uh, like when was it starting to be organized in tournaments? Was it at Gothcon? Yeah, so or? so we start we started playing. Yeah, yeah, we started playing in two thousand seven, uh, and uh, we were a handful of players at the local store. And the store owner there, the store is called Backstab, by the way, great Gothenburg store uh, that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, and the store owner hosted a bunch of the tournaments at Gothcon, which is uh, Sweden's oldest recurring convention. I think one of the oldest recurring conventions in the world, actually. Uh, and uh, he decided to have an old school tournament at um, or 93 and 4 tournament at um, at the Easter of 2008. But it was like pre NoobCon. But you know, uh, let's have it at the Easter uh, because at that point it was it was the mm. GothCon. And uh, he was that was also by the way the reason the forum is called 93 94 because that was what he called it in the tournament guide because we always called it old school mm -hmm. before that uh, and we feel like this is the first year of Magic. Uh, from August 93 to August 94. So you didn't really organize that tournament in a way then? No. Okay. No, it was uh, it was a guy called Champ mm. who organized the first one. Uh, and then the next year was the first one then. But this is 08. Yeah. It's, yes. And then 09 we tried to and in my and many other people's opinion kind of failed. Mm. Uh, so the year after that, I said, okay, I will actually try to do this myself. Uh, like, uh, because I think it was like too many chefs and too many good ideas, but I feel like, okay, let me just try to structure a tournament on my own. Uh, let's skip like all the block wars and Triblander and uh, whatever, and just focus on 93, 94 and say, okay, we will have this old school tournament in this pub. And the only thing we'll focus on is old school. Let's go. Uh, and that was NoobCon 2. And that is like where we kind of start counting in a sense i would say like noobcon one which, yeah they were old school but they were like unclear who was the winner and the structure was kind of bad and in 08 we weren't at the pub and we it, it was a tournament but it wasn't like 
an actual it wasn't a noob tournament it wasn't alcohol or a party you did have a winner at least that you remember we have a winner from yeah 08, <laughs> but not from noobcon one <laughs> gran you, do you remember anything from the first uh, like in at yeah that, that was, wasn't it was not, a gr- <laughs> to be clear we're not talking about the first noobcon we're talking about the first uh, organized uh, 93 94 tournament then uh, in 08 well yeah do you have any memories from so it was um uh, i didn't have that many cards <laughs> at that point so uh, i played my white weenie which was what i owned uh which i had uh, white bordered myself with uh acetone and stuff and uh kalle who obviously had like the best collection of all of us uh he forgot his deck like at home so he borrowed a pile from uh, from champ who organized the tournament so champ didn't play himself and then we had uh, Sviebi, who had, you know, a strange deck. Like, he always came with such strange, weird decks all the time. I'm not really sure, but I think he had, like, multiple share suds and stuff. Um, and then we had, you know, Alvid uh, Geon, who uh, who also worked at the Rotary Pub, I might add. Mm. And um, he uh, he won the tournament with his glorious, glorious brew. Yeah, and uh, Orland, we managed to track down the list, right? Yes, um, this is a very interesting list. It's a mono blue control list uh, featuring uh, Time Elemental, Utian Soldier, one of, and then <laughs> some good cards like Brain Gazer, Recall, Time Twister, Transmute. Uh, one Transmute, yeah. One Transmute because it doesn't have that many good artifacts. So, yeah. Uh, and then four Boomerangs, four Counterspells, three four Spikes, two Psionic Blast. Ancestral, Power Sync, Spell Blast, Control Magics, Floods. I mean, it's a pile. Uh, but mm. but if, after hearing what the other people's... Pl- yeah, Flood was really hard to yeah. beat, I can say. Like, because I, uh, I faced that deck in the finals. Because we were four players, and everyone played everyone. And then the two people with the best records, who was me and Ivid, uh, we faced down in the finals. And I mean, Flood was just yep. a monster. And I mean, like, try playing... Like a white weenie against Jotian soldiers, and you can't beat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you're not playing any decent shots. I, I re- <laughs> no. <laughs> to be honest, I, I uh, before I told this deck was kind of crap, but the, the more I look at it, it it has uh, it has a lot of game against a lot of the other bad decks. So, so yeah, I, it seems it seems like an interesting deck, and the transmute he has like he has. For transmute package, he has Feldon's Cane, Icy Manipulator, Jalum Tome, JM Day Tome, and, and a Neverneural's Disc. So he has good targets. Uh, like, the, it's constructed in a way uh, like a Merfolk deck, right? Like a fish deck, because, uh, but without all the fish. <laughs> it, it, we, we see 18 islands, we see four Mishra's Factory, one Mace of it, one Strip Mine, one Tolaria. That's it in, for the mana base. Uh, so. Well, yeah, he has two Felwar stones and a Sol Ring, though. But he doesn't have any Moxen or, uh, or artifact power, mm. uh, and he doesn't have the Time Walk either. So it's like still, you know, very much in the play with what you have era yeah. of old school, um, or in Kella's case, like play with the deck that you find because you forgot I your deck. I think I think this is probably from what I've seen. This is probably one of the worst decks to play time walk in. I mean, if you want to play a deck without time walk, this is the deck you should play. Because it yeah. doesn't really utilize yeah, time uh, time walk, <laughs> but it utilizes ancestral and uh, and time twister uh, obviously. So so yeah. Um, 
it's not a great time twister deck, but I mean, uh, you could probably just play a lot of lands and then time twister. So, so yeah, uh, interesting deck. Uh, I've seen a lot of worse decks at uh, noob cons like five, six, seven years after this. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, I mean it was uh, it was a fun deck, and he's a good player. I mean, I, um, he uh, we were like very close, we were neighbors and stuff. Uh, and then he left and joined uh, a U-boat, so we, like he started staying underwater for a very submarine. long periods of time. Yeah. So I couldn't really call him. Yeah, submarine. <laughs> so uh, we kind of <laughs> it's U-boat <laughs> in Swedish, <laughs> but it's a submarine. <laughs> yeah, that's boat. <laughs> Uh, but so we were actually in 08. We're going into like the first NoobCon, and you already mentioned it not being particularly good. Yeah, organized. I mean, like that. Uh, it 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 could like almost be like a make or break for the format. I think the first NoobCon, uh, like almost like a Chronicles kind of situation, or, or you know, like if if we don't properly do something about mm. this you know this could kill old school or kill magical but you you, you uh, named so it and when you took over it was named noobcon uh the first yeah. one and you took and that kept on uh, also with the name and yeah, everything. yeah. You, you never thought yeah, about so anything else or why did you set up on that or no like the first uh the first one, like I guess, it was uh, because it was in a sense a convention because we had a lot of tournaments in the first mm. one, uh, and then you know the between like these Noobcon two to Noobcon seven or so, or at least Noobcon six, there was only the old school tournament. So that at that point maybe it didn't make sense to call like a tournament a con, mm -hmm. but like these days I feel like we're we're back at you know <laughs> with this actual convention yeah, again yeah. because there's lots of things there are going enough on. people and too many yeah a lot of stuff is happening around it also yeah uh but so we we don't have anything like do you remember it not working so well but do you remember anything else now, like i had a pretty like i had a pretty good time myself which <laughs> i guess is something and you were working um, more also then no no yeah we, like we didn't have any actual bartons back then but i i had a few friends coming in and working in the bar mm. Um, uh, but we, I'm not sure how many people were at the pub, but maybe like we were like 30 or 40 yeah. people or so. I, I still have the, uh, announcement or the flyer that the Cal originally drew. So, so there it says like a bit more about the dates and what formats it, we were playing mm. and stuff. Yeah, we should try it. I mean, I think. Let but me everything was being played in the Rotary pub. Yeah. yeah, and uh, it, that's where it's been kept going on. Olam, do you you you've been playing Magic a long time, but, did, but when no, did you? I I actually I quit Magic in '99, and then I returned in 2011. Mm. Uh, so I missed a lot of these tournaments, and then yeah. after NoobCon in 2012, I was like so sad I missed it. So then I bought just bought bought a fully the deck, and I remember 
when I bought it, uh, MG was like, oh, this is how you do it. You throw up uh, 3,000 euros and build a, a fully powered deck. And it's like, yeah, 3,000 euros for a fully powered deck. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's yeah. a joke. And and so when we're, when we're coming to Noobcon 3, uh, that's 11. Uh, you play that no, one? No, no, no. My first one was Noobcon 5 because I missed Noobcon okay, okay. 4. Uh, I bought my cards uh, like a month mm. after Noobcon 4, after the success of Noobcon 4. Yeah. Because there so we, we will be needing to ride on uh, MG's back. On uh, We'll piggyback him all the way <laughs> until then, at I've, least for all the memories. Yeah, and it's interesting. Noob, noob, yeah, so uh, Noobcon 2 is interesting, so... Noob, noob yeah, should should we jump to it? Did you want? Did you have anything else ahead for Noobcon one? Uh, I mean, like I, I thought it was reasonable, you know, as a gathering, mm. uh, because like I hadn't gathered people in that way to play Magic in a pub uh, in that way. So so I thought like we have something here. Yeah. That was why I want you know to to keep doing something. And do, do you remember anything about like how uh, you decided on the format then? Did you like uh, did did everything just like f- was it that was it this was it a defined format in <laughs> Noobcon one or was it at 08 already? Like you mean <coughs> you mean the old school yeah, format? Yeah, because like yeah, yeah, it was defined. Yeah, so it kept on for Noobcon two. It was kind of the same structure then. Yeah, so so there were like some slight like for uh, during Noobcon one, for example, we still hadn't legalized Chaos Orb, uh, for example. So so there were like a few few small things, mm-hmm. uh, but basically it was the same format. And, and like the at Noobcon one, you saw that you know, like this idea is good, but the execution was bad. Uh, so Noobcon two is the first one where we actually said, okay, this is the world championship of old school yeah. magic. Uh, the, the only uh, thing you have in your Excel file for Nukon 1 says no structure. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's just <laughs> blank. So, so we, yeah. we, I, I will not keep on uh, <laughs> pushing you for more information on Nukon 1, but we're going to Nukon 2 then, I guess. Uh, right, Dolan? Yep. Yeah. And this this one we have the winning... Uh, we think we kind of have the winner's deck list, Pefken. Pefken, uh, uh, who was I mentioned on ATC, is one of the the crazy guys that a lot of people outside of Sweden doesn't know, uh, and it's it's a Sioux list, but it's more like uh, a Centurion-style Serendib deck without <coughs> Serendibs, uh, to be honest, because it has the it has Berserks and Giant Groves, um, and then Juggernauts, Curd Apes, Urnams, Lanowards, and Birds, one bird actually, and Shayla. And he played against uh, Eric in the finals, uh, who also was a guy that worked in the Rotary Pub, uh, who was on Urnum Burnham. So it was uh, kind of creature-heavy matchup there. And then you had the other guys in top four was uh, Yukio, who I think was on the deck. Uh, and uh, Fork was just, you know, I have all the restricted cards, but none of the other cards. So here's a bunch of broken stuff and like one disenchant. Or something. Yep. Uh, and you mentioned like the Juggernauts, the Curd Apes, three Urnums, three Lonover Elves, one Bird of Paradise. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, just in case. Um, like, four Berserks, four Giant Growth, four Lightning Bolts, uh, one Ancestral Recall, two Control Magics. That's the glory days of uh, main deck Control Magics. Probably good in this uh, tournament, then, uh, MG. 
since it was yeah i mean this was uh, like i remember um uh i think i ended up like fifth or so here and i remember you know just trying to just trying to play in that front where a bunch of people had so many broken cards and uh uh and everyone had four mana drains. Yeah. okay <laughs> like like because like a lot of us didn't have that many cards like i was still a student at this point so uh you're, you're trying to win with creatures and then they have mana drains and control magic yeah. <laughs> it was like just ridiculous i remember just like i started with like planes go my opponent uh no, my opponent starts with like ancestral, and then I go planes go, and then he goes out some power, and then I play my second planes and uh, cast um, white knight, and he mana drains it, and then you know he might for off. five with that yeah. mana, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is <laughs> like I'm trying to play for magic, but this is kind of hard. <laughs> okay, okay, but you you were the organizer, so you you yeah. couldn't complain. <laughs> no. I think the best deck from NoobCon 2 is probably Swebi's deck here because he played um, four of Sherzad deck with uh, Torment scripts um, because this was before the Exile Zone existed. So if something was removed from the game, it was considered like actually out of the game. So if you exiled someone's graveyard uh, in a sub-game or use stuff like Dust to Dust or Swords to Plowshares or Torment script or stuff, they weren't returned to your deck for the main mm. game. So so he, he used a bunch of exile effects in subgames, so people like had to uh, scoop the subgames because otherwise they wouldn't have a good enough deck, and then eventually just turned them down on that way. And this was before I had timed rounds. I remember like one of his rounds were like three hours or something. Um, he did in top four, as you can see from the stats, but it was like a very interesting deck. And uh, it was uh, like a few months later, uh, Wizards released the Magic 2010 rules, which said, you know, Exile Zone is a thing and removed from the game doesn't exist mm -hmm. anymore. So his deck didn't work anymore. And during that rules change, they also removed Mana Burn. Yeah. Uh, so, so when we discussed, like, should we keep old rules? Actually keeping Exile Zone, which like, it was a bigger uh, thing for us than keeping uh, Mana Drain. Or Mana Burn, I mean. Yeah. So the, the f first one, like, and even the one in 08, you played with more of a old school rule set also yeah i guess like in, in a sense it was because it was before the latest or one of the latest rule changes so like uh, they, they hadn't removed mana burn at that point and they didn't have uh, uh, the exile zone and uh, bands with other worked in a different way for example so there were there were some like older rules that worked differently back then So we, we you mentioned the top four, and uh, we already mentioned the winner deck list there. Uh, we can't really. It's an aggressive meta, but people playing for mono drains. What do we have like being played overall? Would you say? Yeah, like this is still a, a case where it's very much like playing what you have. Mm. I would say. Still, uh, yeah. we were. Yeah, we were like nine players. Uh, so the people that had uh, power cards, uh, like for example, Pefken, uh, who, who won, it was his first uh, old school tournament. 
I know he was um, he he's a fairly well known vintage player in Sweden. So we had like all the power cards mm. and stuff. Um, but I mean, we we still haven't explored the format in a good way yet. Like we uh, we only play once or twice a year still, uh, and or you know have tournaments at least once or twice mm. a year. And uh, we we haven't like evolved the ideas that they had in '93 or '94 that much yet. Yeah. So the decks are still like kind of mediocre. Yeah, the, you you got, you're just like bringing decks and slinging them, or like throwing them at the yeah. wall. <laughs> like see yes. who who does it. Because you mentioned Pefkin and like the winning list. Uh, to be clear, it uh, has basically one power card no, no no it has all the mocks and uh, that oh, okay. on color mocks and then the white mocks in the sideboard so he has okay, all okay. he has all the power uh, yeah. obviously and he's playing Windroar. those are clearly very good if not everyone's bringing mocks and other power i guess yeah also uh, nothing really to mention about the sideboard for red metal blast probably good against the uh, <laughs> all the maladrains uh, four sorts of plowshares in the sideboard um I'm always curious about like <laughs> the, the so people people's thoughts on sorts of plowshares. Some people play three and like put in a spirit link. Some people just play them in sideboard. I I have no idea. Is it better to have four berserk, four giant growth, and just I'm, <laughs> put the sorts? In I mean, I understand. I understand it in in this kind of meta because. The thing is, if if you expect everyone to uh, a lot of people to play four mana drains, the the swords mm. are not going to be really good against the mana drain decks. But if you then play against these, so to say, bad creature decks, you want the swords because your creatures are bigger than than theirs probably, and you have giant groves and berserk. But I mean, like, I don't think people t like ten percent of the meta in this tournament was a sad tournament script deck. <laughs> like it's um, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, well. well oh. Uh, this was also before we had any sharks or stuff. Uh, the sharks came a bit later, or for Nukon three. Mm. So Nukon three is like the, it's growing each year still, right? I guess also. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I I actually ranked. Uh, I I did a person ranking of how good I thought each Nukon was, like or Easter mm. gathering uh, from one to fourteen. Uh, so I argue that uh, Noobcon 2 has 10th place in okay. this one, uh, where Noobcon 3 is races up to 6th place, actually. Yeah. So Noobcon 3 was really interesting, because that was the first uh, of the Noobcons where I met people that I didn't know previously. Like, uh, I, before that, you know, Old School was something that for... Uh, for the first Easter uh, Gothcon tournament and for Noobcon 1, it was more like friends from Gothenburg. And then for Nukon 2, you know, we had friends from Stockholm as well, but still, like, people I actually knew. And, you know, they were coming to Gothcon, and we say, okay, come on up to the pub, let's play the World Championship in old school. Uh, but for Nukon 3, you had, you start to have people that I met through old school. Mm. Uh, and not like I had meet, met these people before, and then I introduced them to old school. Yeah. So you had people like uh, Shadam, for example, and uh, Victor, old school Peterson. And uh, these characters started showing up at Noobcon 3. Mm. And uh, like we went from in 08, the first uh, even like tournament overall, four players with a top two. Is that is that correct? Or you have some stats there? Okay. Yeah. yeah. To Noobcon 2, we, we don't even have a player count on Noobcon 1, but I'm, I'm guessing around 
not more than nine players, I guess. Yeah, uh, probably. Nukon yeah. 2 that we've been uh, talking through now, we had nine players with a top four. And now we're entering Nukon 3 uh, area uh, where we have 13 players. So steadily growing. Uh, and yeah. uh, this is kind of spicy, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what, do, what, what, what am I referring to, MG? Yeah, I'm thinking like uh, probably the winning deck, I yeah. would assume. Um, that's a really good one. Uh, yeah, so it's um, the, the main idea with that deck is to land um, uh, Sylvan Library and then use Millstone to mill away your Colossal Sidia and then resolve all Hallows Eve and have your three Colossus or something and then attack for 27 eventually. Yeah. And, and that's basically how the deck wins. And also, it, it wants green mana so much because it always wants to deploy Sylvan Library early. So it doesn't play all the Moxon, for example. Um, it's very strange. And then post-sideboard, you know, you can you can bring out, like, the strangely weird cards, like the All Hallows Eve and Colossus, and then, you know, try to transform it into the deck that wins with Millstone post -sideboard. Yeah, because we actually have three Tundra in the sideboard. <laughs> so... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Pefken had in Nukon 2, the winning deck, had one Mox Pearl the sideboard also. I kind of love that. Uh, so, Orland, you mentioned the like the goal. What was the goal with the deck according to uh, like yeah. the winner himself? Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's according to the winner or according to MG because it said okay, dro oh, drop, drop Sylvan turn 2. So you wrote that? No, you? no. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, I wrote it's so that. interesting because he doesn't play any mocks, and so he can't really drop it turn one, uh, which you usually want with a combo deck. Uh, yeah. And uh, like for the listeners, we have three Colossus of Sardia uh, in main, four Sylvans, the key card then clearly, <laughs> and uh, two Abyss, one Regrowth, one Demonic Tutor, one Mind Twist, two Hollow Seed. Uh, one balance, one wrath of God, one ancestral, four decent shot, four sorts of plowshares, and four mana drains. Yeah. So, yeah, it can clearly transform into yeah. a control build. Those last twelve cards does a lot of heavy <laughs> lifting, I would say. Uh, yeah, we have the millstone, the torment script, the yellow tome, one disrupting scepter, one lotus, and one solving also, uh, and the lance is the like what you can imagine, I guess. Uh, no bazaar or anything like that either. Uh, just like Mishras and two Savannas, just like that. <laughs> it's very nice, very nice. Uh, yeah, but what do you, what can you tell us about Nukon Three that you remember, MJ? Now, but uh, at that point, I, I felt that we started to get a good feel for the format and uh, what was going on. I, you know, we start to have like more of a an open community, so it wasn't just like me and my friends, or me and Kella and our friends. Um, and it was uh, like we, we had a few hangarounds also, like uh, Yellow and some people were, were around there and you know, just like checking it out because other people started to see, okay, something weird is going <laughs> on here. And uh, um, like this is also at a time where you know, there's been like a very large decline in eternal formats for a few mm. years, and in general, maybe in in like magic as a product like there weren't that many like shadow more boxes sold for example like magic wasn't uh, having a renaissance so mm. to say during these years 
Um, so this is 2011 kind of, that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, like uh, around there, like the early 2010s, around 2010. You know, it was uh, not that much uh, Eternal that was played. You know, in uh, in Sweden mm. in, in mm. general, uh, at least not compared to now. So, but there, we still had like a bunch of people that had the power cards. You know, now now people start you know like generally in Sweden start to wake up a bit more to the format and that they could use their cards for for other stuff. So um, after this one in particular, maybe we, we got some more interest from like collectors and stuff and these kind of people. Okay, like after um, 2011 or... Yeah, like I, I think that NoobCon, NoobCon 3 was... Uh, uh, like in, in a sense, it, it was the start of of the era of like being an actual format, if I can say mm. it like that. Um, and it was also like the first one that after that we, uh, no, it's not after that one. No, we, we still hadn't started with the continuous updates on the banner restricted list. We, we still did those a bit ad hoc because we were still few enough people that we could just like talk to each other and say like, okay, what should we do? Mm. Uh, and they, and didn't have like that much of a structure of it. Uh, can, can you tell tell us briefly because you have uh, like this excellent Excel doc here? Uh, so we have old school. We have uh, you in the top four. There are thirteen players. Yep. Uh, like the top four is old school. Kalle. We already mentioned the, that list. Kalle uh, and you and Honka. Uh, what you yep. remember like from the? Is it still just like all about mana drains and having the power? Or, yeah, like a bit. I, I was still playing White Weenie at this point, uh, and Honka, I think, was on Mono Black mm. back then. Uh, Kalle was definitely playing for Mandarins, mm. uh, and the deck, like uh, his the deck, starting to get like a little better. So, when <laughs> you mentioned Honka playing Mono Black, are we talking like the aggressive, uh, like Bad Moon deck, or are we talking more even Juice Sums and stuff like that, or? Yeah, you know, it was Juice mm, cool. Um I think this was at a point where he had, like, yeah, I, I think this was after he had been away in Thailand for like three months, and uh, you know, riding around the scooter somewhere, you know, in the in the mountains, and you know, just doing random <laughs> stuff, and occasionally finding an internet cafe, ordering some old school cards, and then like sending them to me. Okay. So 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 I was like picking up like. <laughs> Oh, I have four Jusems in the mm. mail today. <laughs> These are probably Honkus oh, cards. Nice. And he, so, so, so he like picked up a lot of the mono blacks while he was, you know, away in in the woods in Asia. Yeah. Uh, and then he came back, and then he put together the deck. And this was before we understood how good Mirror Universe was, okay. though. So, I think this was more like Jusems, Hypnotics, uh, Singer, probably. Uh, but but you're Black you're Knights, mentioning like that, this that in a, like the four monodrain shell that is not in the mono black shell I guess. <laughs> no, he he just had uh, no. Why uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm addressing why uh, that was when probably you started thinking about maybe restricting monodrain I guess when. <laughs> when when people started playing, yeah, it it took actually it took <laughs> it took a little okay. longer actually, but uh, yeah, we. I, because the argument at that point was that like Mandarin has always been 
it has never been restricted in old school mm. format and and we're trying to work with nostalgia and this was always like the best deck mm. and it has never been restricted in vintage so why should we restrict it it would be like banning ancestral or black yeah. lotus that was the going argument at that mm. point so um, when when we eventually restricted mandrain it was um it did come with a bunch of uh fallback like most of the ban restricted updates has done that but you know that one was in particular, people felt that they couldn't play with their cards and, you know, it was against the spirit of old school or mm. whatever. But um, I think it turned out good. I think it was a good choice to do it. Yeah. Um, anything else we want to mention about NoConf 3 there otherwise? Uh, like, uh, but you, earlier no, we, I... you mentioned us talking about BSK. We have that also being played kind of all alongside, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, and there we also have like 93 and 4. Are those the like main tournaments being yeah, so made in Sweden then, I guess? Yeah, so the BSK started in uh, 10, I think. So after between NoobCon 2 mm. and 3. And uh, between those tournaments also we had uh, we had a gathering uh, in Gothenburg called uh, GP80 during a, a GP in Gothenburg uh, during the summer, which was like the first time I, I met the old school and these people for real. Uh, I didn't see them at the first time at Noob Country, but they were like new old school friends mm. at least. So we had around two, maybe three tournaments a year at this point. Okay. And like probably the same kind of, because like between here, we're going into Noob Con 4, I guess. Uh, I actually see your yeah. name all here, Olan, in Warcom. Uh, yeah, that, can you... that's after Noob Con 4 though. Um, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't so, have a date or a year. No, but, it, but we, we can talk shortly about Warcon after Nubcon 4. Okay. to Nubcom 4, it looks like it kind of exploded then. And you, you went from 13 players to yeah. 34 players and an actual top 8 <laughs> for the first time. Yeah. And I think that arguably, uh, or not arguably, but I think probably that uh, Nubcon 4 was the largest tournament that allowed power in Sweden for like five years or so. Uh, it was like... Uh, there weren't that many like 30 plus player tournaments for vintage you know since since the mid 2000s and uh, and i mean it was even legacy wasn't that large at that point so 34 players was like a big eternal or like a big non-rotating format tournament at mm. that point in sweden it was like legacy uh, nationals had 100 players back then i like i've top 80 legacy nationals at least twice around these years and that was not because i was good at legacy it was because there were like 28 players okay so um it was it, it so, so it was like a real tournament the problem here was that we uh like it was <laughs> if i can say it like this it was too decadent mm -hmm. it was like it was a really high uh, intoxication <laughs> level and uh, for you or like overall the, 
overall, <laughs> okay. like like people throwing up on the actual walls and on the floor <laughs> and stuff. Okay. Uh, you know, it's like people falling asleep under the tables. Mm. Uh, so so you know, I mentioned after like Noobcon three, we had got a bunch of collectors and stuff mm. interested. And, and that scared uh, them off. But it was like, <laughs> yeah, that's good, I guess. Yes. <laughs> no, but I mean, it was. We did it in a bad way, I think, because like before that, we were like when you're like 10 or 15 people, as we had been before, you mm. know, we, we can mostly do it as yeah, friends. Yeah, it's civilized. And then we're way, trying to, you I know, guess. you're taking care yeah, of Yeah, and everyone is like, you, you can't, you can't disappear in the crowd. No, and everyone is on like the same page, mm. so to say. Uh, and this is still a time where, you know, having alcohol at tournaments is a very rare mm. thing. Uh, it's pretty much only NoobCon because at BSK, you know, we don't organize it the same way still. We just do it in hotel rooms, say, you know, mm. hang out where so, so this is like an actual tournament that you can read about and you can join. And then, you know, people get way too drunk. And uh, so uh, that was, uh, I put this at nine okay. mm. in my, like, uh, my scale. So uh, this is mainly because like it was a bit too decadent. Yeah. Uh, but we, we had we had a few like new collectors and stuff joining like Berlin, it was his friend Snoopcon. Mm. Uh Nessid was there. Like a pe- people that came back later. But these guys didn't come back for Noobcon five. Yeah. If yeah. I can say because, uh, in the top eight yeah. we have Mickey Magnusson also. Uh, he's a Stockholm yeah kid that actually got me into uh, old school uh, and he's not either playing <laughs> no confide so okay it's nope. uh, it, too much stuff happening around not that like uh, yeah shield out i guess uh we're still trying to learn like I, I'm, I'm still uh, or like uh, i'm saying i right now but I, I think it's because like i i take because i was the main organizer i should take most of the blame for what happens at the tournament yeah. right so i think that i i'm i'm still trying to learn how to do this in a, like finding the uh, balance, you know, or uh, how to do this in a good way, because it's 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 a kind of delicate balance, you know, to to create a tournament that's a party, but still, you know, isn't isn't weird. Yeah, and <laughs> like the <coughs> we're we're going forward in time, but also you're mentioning like the number of players, and you're mentioning like the atmosphere, I guess. Then, uh, yes. Yeah. I guess it's around maybe 20 people over 20 you you start to like it, it's more of a some people hanging out there some people it's more of a <laughs> it, it's it's great that it's a bigger event more people playing but it's you're not hanging out with everyone not and not everyone is taking care of each other and all that I guess I I would say that I yeah, would also like, say that this is something that drew me in because this sounded more like a Finnish party than a magic <laughs> tournament so so this was th- yeah. this actually drew me in because I know I can handle the alcohol and I can yeah. I can just drink all day long and not throw up on the walls <laughs> so and yeah like if if I'd been the same people that were at say noobcon 3 i think that 4 would have been <laughs> like better but but it's you you kind of have to respect like different people's uh yeah but, but but like i wouldn't say that uh it it wasn't like as unstructured or you no. know uh, bad as noobcon 1 but it was just a bit too decadent yeah, y- we say. have stats that's something at least here and yeah. uh all on Talk as uh, MG is talking about how it's a big Finnish party. Maybe that's why we have our winner here. I guess the the parfait. I I, I don't know where. Yeah, I, I, I'm talking about Pefkin. Yeah, I mean, 
I think that Pefken can drink infinite amount of alcohol and still play magic. I think, I think it's also better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's the only person uh, I know, player, that actually gets better. Uh, 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 there's one, <laughs> Maybe not better. There's, <laughs> there's one more, and that's me, because I lose all... I don't get any nerves when I'm drunk. So, okay. so I, I play like... But, but maybe you need some nerves, I guess. No, no. Uh, okay. That, that's bad for me. But, but yeah, we have talked about this deck before on this podcast, the Parfait deck. Mm. Uh, and uh, it's a singleton monodrain. <laughs> in, in a four monodrain format. Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's one of the most interesting <laughs> things. And we have discussed that yeah. earlier. But it's... It, it's, it plays like the, the Howling Mines, the Relic Barriers, the Icy Manipulators, the Winter Orbs, uh, one Underworld Dreams, uh, which is weird, but he has two more in the sideboard. Hmm. And then the Factories as Wincon and the Jade Statue. <coughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, well, it, I, I think it's kind of clean, the yep. deck. Uh, what, what, do you, what would you say, MG? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's a very interesting deck. It was uh, the first uh, time we had tap out control, exactly. or you know, the combo of uh, Winter and uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, uh, Holding Mine and Relic Barrier, because this was also before you know Winter Orb worked uh, in the way we wanted yeah. to work. Um, did, did you hear that? But I, uh, it's the first time that they that they had tap down control. No, he said tap out control, not tap oh, down tap down control. <laughs> I've been yeah. talking about this. I hate that. It's such a weird name to call it tap tap what? out control or tap down control. Oh, sorry. No, I'm. I'm uh, <laughs> okay, then I should call it something uh, else. Uh, all I'm but I mean the because I make up new names because I'm so bad at names. So some at I think the first time we discussed parfait. I called it tapped, tap down control. <laughs> but now, now you're talking more about like not uh, having the like counter spell ban up. Yeah. 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 So you, you feel comfortable tapping out on your yeah. turn in a sense. Um, and uh, like as you as you mentioned, like he, he plays one mana drain in a four mana drain world, which is kind of well. Also, the. Um, the finals there, you mentioned like people that can drink fairly well. Uh, you have both matched them. He was his uh, opponent in the final. And he can be like a good drinker as well and fairly loud. So this was a amusing final to watch. Yeah. Um, I think I walked home around uh, nine or so in the morning. Mm. Um, which is a bit too late, and I would probably, argue. Probably, probably, yeah. Uh, because at that point we still start a tournament round like five or six or so in mm. the evening. So we 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 learned new things all yeah. the time. Did you like the earlier tournaments? Was it the same? Like time wise, you weren't that many players, yeah. so you didn't need to adjust no, no. the so time. No, no. So it was either. it was it was fine. It started six if you were like um, thirteen yeah. players. And this is the first big noobcon uh, with. People coming in from basically all of Sweden. They come in for yeah. like Gothcon maybe anyhow because uh, there's other magic going on there. But uh, this is uh, you. I start. I recognize a bunch of names that keep on joining. Maybe not Nukon five then, but <laughs> later. <laughs> uh, 
Which I would argue, like transitioning to NoobCon 5, I would argue that NoobCon 5, it's, um, I ranked as number mm-hmm. two on my list well, among yeah. the best NoobCons. I think this one was the first one where we actually kind of nailed it. Uh, started at a good time, you know, had, had a good balance between like uh, gaming and decadence. Uh, it was an actual tournament with alcohol. It was not just like a part with accidental magic. Mm. And uh, we also had pins. It was the first tournament we started with pins and gear and stuff. Um, <clears throat> and we had, you know, just started to understand the format a bit better. And uh, it was just, I think NoobCon 5 was, uh, it was the first tournament that after it, I didn't just think, okay, these are things that I should have done much better, which I had after the first mm. four. Yeah. So, uh, <coughs> like we had... We're going down player-wise for the first time. Wait, wait, we, yeah. we need a, <laughs> yeah. we need a little time. break before NoobCon 5 here to talk about. Uh, I would just want to say that around this time, uh, around NoobCon 4, it was probably a bit before, but Stalin started the old school blog back then. And mm-hmm. that that's how I got info about the format. Because I, I knew Stalin from Legacy Tuesdays, and he told me about 93, 94. So he is the reason I started playing. And then I just uh, talked to Kalle on Svenska Magic. I'd never met Kalle and went home to him for a six-man tournament. That was my first time playing <laughs> old school. Yeah. I was just went there and knocked on the door, brought a liter of vodka with me uh, <laughs> as the drink. And yeah, and then we played, uh, uh, had a nice evening. And when I left that tournament, uh, my bottle of vodka started leaking out in my backpack and someone told me it's dripping from your backpack with my newly bought power cards. Uh, <laughs> but the only thing that got destroyed were a playset of unlimited lightning bolts and a, and a stack of unlimited lands. My deck was intact. <laughs> like the basic lands, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, unli- uh, yeah, but it was still a stack of cards that got destroyed. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. totally wrecked. Okay. Um, I mean, these are a few of the stories that are still like kind of fun, but I, but I feel like you know, I feel so much more like older than I was ten years ago. Like I married, have kids, yeah. and like I, I think like drinking, you know, the way we did at like Noobcon Four isn't that cool anymore. But still, it's like kind yeah. of fun when I get like the good flashbacks and stuff. I mean, the, there are some pretty like, good. It stories doesn't matter that you have kids. The only reason why you end up there is because you haven't been doing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at all, I guess. I mean, I mean, I ha- I I don't have any kids, so I still am like the, kind of the same person. So so yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, have yeah. you ever been other any other person? No, I, d- I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but coming then we, out from mother's womb. Yeah, then 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 we <laughs> have. Well, that was not a pleasant experience, mother. No, I think <laughs> then we had the Warcon tournament. In, uh, a sh- 13 player shark tournament in Varberg. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so so this is um, maybe it's interesting to just like uh, reconsider. Okay, so so the shark at all started um, just before Nubcon 3. Um, where uh, we had this tournament, you know, during GP Rotary in or GP Gothenburg in 2010. So Victor Pedersen, old school, uh, he had uh, made a trophy where he had cut out the giant shark to give to the winner. Uh, because this winner was supposed to be like the giant shark and this was like uh, a cool thing because he was the best player and stuff. And then for NoobCon 3 we said, okay, this could be a good tradition. And then we just signed the card so that you can see like all the people you ate as the giant shark you are. And the first giant shark was like 
a cutout. Um, <clears throat> and then we figured out, okay, so large tournaments should have giant sharks. And at that point, we only had pretty much like BSK and NoobCon, which were the two tournaments each year, which were in a sense like the Swedish Championship and the World Championship, as, as we called them back then. Uh, but then uh, we had the opportunity to have this uh, tournament at the newly started convention work on. And people ask, you know, do you, um, yeah, we, we managed to gather like quite a few players. I'm not sure how many we were, but it was a top no, eight at least. No, MJ, so, uh, it wasn't a top uh, eight, it was a top four. It, we were 13 players and played a top four. Um, but, I, but I have a top eight according yeah, to my but, notes. But you, we That's played. True. We pl you played me in the semi-finals. So that was the first elimination round. Yeah. Where, where I'm. Yeah. So may maybe I yeah. just like copied from the standings there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's yeah. very likely. Uh, yeah. But Warcon, it's in Warbear then. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. like we already had an episode about BSK. That's Baroas, and we've been talking about Gothenburg mainly, but. Okay, so we're in work on, and this is your first real tournament, Wolan. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. Uh, and an early shark era, so we haven't we haven't predefined like we only go two sharks a year yet. This was like the last uh, non uh, non super fancy shark. Yeah, tournament. and like in that. in a way, I was happy. I didn't win the shark because uh, <coughs> Elof then went on to win two more. If I have won the shark in my first tournament ever that would have been not as satisfying as getting it later i think uh, mm. so so yeah i um so yeah but i i made a misplay and lost the shark um end of story yeah uh Adolf won that one do you remember anything about like we're talking about work on before we're going into noobcon uh five now right I, uh, 2013. I dealt 14 to Oland with Shredder's Yeah, I remember. and also, all, also <laughs> I mulliganed to 5 and got uh, City of Brass uh, Lotus Time Twister in my starting hand. And then I, I played Felwar Stones and you had to play Planes, so I got White Mana. And then I had the board state with... I had four Moxen in play and Demonic Tutor for the blue Mox, so I had... My board was only five Moxen in a... In a and yeah. no lands or anything. <laughs> that was a weird match. Oh, yeah. That was a really weird match. And I think I dealt like around 60 or so damage to you during the game. And you dealt like four or so to me because you, you win with Mirror yeah. Universe constantly. Yeah. Okay, so this is when Mirror is being played in most of the Monodrain decks then, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah, like Mirror Universe was restricted at that point because of Mirror Universe, mm. in a sense. Uh, no, so, sorry, because no. of Mandarin. I mean, like, because you, you could you could Mandarin out the Mirror yeah. fairly easily. Uh -huh. Yeah, am I wrong with, like, only from... I didn't play in that era, but I've heard people playing, like, Amnesia in a bunch of... I don't know, for the Mirrors or whatever. Was it being played also then, or is this just something that I? Yeah, I th I think like I have seen a bunch of one of Amnesia's yeah. uh, back then. We so... we played Amnesia, disrupting scepters were played. We, uh, uh yeah, it was wild, wild decks. It like if if you look at the original the deck uh from or the decks from like ninety four, it plays like one book and one scepter, mm. uh and. Um, even like when they start in the US, they argue like quite heavily, like a lot of people that are 
very good at magic, like Randy Bueller and stuff, said that you know uh, the two two split would make the most sense because you you always want like one of the other before you have two of the first. So uh, and this was like in 2015 or 16 or so. So <clears throat> playing four Jame Day tombs uh, is was like a kind of something that we developed. I would say like uh, Jock Almond was one of the first guys who started doing it and. Uh, in the old days, like at the uh, 2012 era or something, or when Warcon took place, uh, playing a lot of books wasn't that mm. common. I read a lot, not just magazines, but other more serious things. To get me through the day Nighttime too Whilst wondering How in the world To go on without you Lonely Isn't the word uh. Going into then, like NoobCon 5, uh, your first NoobCon, uh, Olan. Yes. Uh, you actually managed to top eight. We have, as I mentioned before we took the road to uh, Warberg and talked about WarCon, uh, we had a step down in player count. We had 26 players still playing at top eight. Uh, Elof won in uh, Warcon, and Elof actually wins here in Noobcon 5 also. And, right? he, and he won the BSK as well between those two tournaments. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we're looking at his uh, Noobcon 5, uh, the deck list. What can we say about that? I mean, it, it, his deck list started getting better. Uh, I mean, if you look at our 2012 lists, they were terrible. Uh, this is starting to get better. He plays three books, which was a stretch back then. Most people played two books. Uh, mm. He plays two copy artifacts, uh, which I think might be the first deck player who played copy artifact. I don't know if Kalle played it before. Uh, mm. uh, Can't remember. Uh, but we've been discussing like the <laughs> this deck, right, uh, being played. In the, this is the four monodrain shell. We, d we didn't have that many other. Well, we, we've actually been going through some decks that played four monodrains, but this is this is then the best four monodrain deck, I guess. But we don't have any uh, mirrors yet here, right? No, but we there was a bit of different opinions about the decks back then. Elof has a has one style and if you look at Jukke who finished second he plays four book and a time vault main deck for the mirror um, mm. and I played Serra's because mana drain plus Serra and counterspell backup is so good so I think there was like three different styles uh, Jukke also plays the Abyss which uh, which Elof doesn't but Elof plays Mishra's Factory and Jukke does it only plays a fireball as a wing con. Mm. Uh, so I, I'd argue that Yuki's deck is probably the best here. Uh, like just in a vacuum. Like uh, it, it's very well made. Mm. And uh, at this point, you know, a lot of 
players have played the deck for a while, uh, like much longer than anyone did in 93, 94. So you're starting to see people, you know, actually building them in a in a strong way. So so I'd argue that both like Elos and Jokis deck are probably better than anything you would find. Like if they would bring either of these decks to a tournament in actual August 94, they would probably win that tournament uh or, you know, be, at least have very good odds of winning that yeah. tournament. Maybe dying but from I think mana that, burn yeah. from the <laughs> mana <laughs> burns, No, you, like, you don't do that. Yeah. Like, the, like the, we used to joke that the baseline text of mana drain is a counter target spell draw a card, yeah. because you always have yeah. a book. Uh, and then occasionally, like, you do something better, uh, like Mind Twister and Misha or something, and if you're really unlucky, you have to just load the mana into uh, Mishra's factory. Because you can't do anything good with it. But you don't die from mana burn. Yeah. I mean, that's just... And honorable <laughs> mentions here in at least Yelof's uh, deck. He's playing two spell blasts. Uh, otherwise, we have the... Like, it's a decent counterspell suite, I guess. Uh, and uh, I, if you look at Jukkes, the deck who came second, of course, the four uh, mana drain stands out. But it's basically the deck uh, as it is today in a way it's a main abyss you already mentioned Olan uh, the Serangel uh, discussion that's also still going on I guess people like playing it in main people like having it in cyborg people don't like playing it I don't know they play one fireball we have one fireball here uh, we have the time vault we already mentioned that was also for the mirror uh, just to get that one extra turn, I guess, right, Roland? I mean, the, 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 it works in different ways. Uh, in, if you play it early, you can just, if the opponent doesn't do anything, you just skip a turn and have a turn in the bank. Or if they pass the turn with a book up, well, give them another turn, they can't activate their book. Mm. So, so yeah, there's a lot of different uses for it. But I, I think the only problem uh, with Jukke's deck is that he doesn't play Mishra's Factory. I think they are kind of too good not to play. Um, yeah, you're right. Like the, but that was also like a kind of yeah. new thing, I would say, like back then, because um, the original decks played like two Serenians, yeah. and I think that Jokia has made a, like a very interesting choice here to say like I will not play Serenians, like I will win with uh, Mirror Universe and Fireball. Also, uh, also I know that Jokia is a guy that if he wins the first game, he boards out the Fireball because he doesn't. He, it's a, such a bad card. <coughs> So he can just <laughs> stall the second uh, game. Okay. Uh, like what, winning with Brain Gazer or <laughs> No, no, just just stalling until the end of the round if you want. Okay. Uh, just but did you have time runs then? Uh, yeah. you were? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I I think we started time rounds after BSK 2010 or mm. something, I'm not sure. It was uh, it was one um, one of quarterfinals against between Shram and Dawn. I know that took like three and a half hours. And in the hotel room, and like everyone's getting so sweaty and warm, so if you're like, okay, let's start having yeah. time rounds. Uh, you have some like uh, small notes here also. That's a second time elimination round, third time elimination round. What, what's that about? Yeah. <laughs> no, so um, uh, it can be fun just to see like how many how many times people has been in like elimination rounds in Easter tournaments or like in shark tournaments in general. Um, so. Uh, I have a few different stats. One is just like just like elimination rounds during all the Easter tournaments, which would include uh, stuff like Nukon 2, where we didn't have a shark, and also Nukom, uh, which are online. And then 
I have one stat that says elimination round for the proper worlds, which would be between NoobCon 3 up till NoobCon 11, which are the ones that says like this is the world championship title with the giant shark. And then you have some stats for you know other shark tournaments and um, how many elimination rounds you've been in mm. and stuff. Um, and like okay, we mentioned to the decks being top uh, like. Yeah, contending for the final spot. We also have uh, Pefkin again <laughs> here. Uh, he's playing something uh, that you or he called Moon Midrange. Uh, it's basically Arabian Agro with Blood Moons in a way, right? Or no? What, what can we say about the and Pefkin's deck? And detonates. Uh. Okay. Uh, three detonates. It's kind of a glare there, but I guess we see lightning bolts. We have like we have two books there also in that deck. And is it for mono drains in that deck? Yeah, I think he play, like, I think that every everyone in this top eight except me played multiple mm. mana drains. Uh, so I didn't do it because I didn't own them yet. But the the first, I think the tenth place player uh, was the first one who didn't play blue. Mm. Uh, so it, it like. <laughs> Seven out of eight players had multiple mandrakes in their deck. I'm not sure, like, if he had four or if he had how many he had. But at this point, you know, we, we saw that, like, we actually need to restrict mm. the mandrake. Uh Because, like, you, you can't even compete if you're not It's blue. interesting to see Pefkin going from, like, he, probably trying to address the fact that Mandrain is a good card, trying to play with one, playing a different style, winning the last tournament. Maybe because of the <laughs> the alcohol level or whatever, but uh, here having detonates going alongside with the uh, modrains, I guess. Also, blood moon. Yeah. Uh, playing four birds, I think. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it, he made like uh, made top eight, did a good run with it. Uh, we also have uh, Robin's blue red beats. And this is not a like blue red burn deck you usually see, right? No, like the best thing with this deck is probably that he uses like, the old uh, Ultra Pro um, yeah. uh, sleeves that destroys your cards without having perfect fits. So like every time he shuffles, his Alpha Shiva Dragon gets a little more destroyed, <laughs> <laughs> and he'll just. <laughs> That's something that he, he he noted. I was a bit annoyed about during the tournament. I remember, I was like, oh, I'm just I'm just fucking up my yeah, achievement. And we have four <laughs> black border ones there, so I guess they're better yeah. at least. <laughs> um, like the blue red shell here is even uh, old man of the sea. At least one, I guess. Uh, I can't yeah. tell all of the cards, but we have like the dibs. We have uh, like a maybe three uh, juggernauts. Uh, it's an aggressive build uh, in a way, but with the, if he's playing monodrains also, I can't really tell from the picture here. I guess... It, yeah, okay. he is. It's behind the, um, behind the old okay. man. In the picture. So he's playing three maybe then, or something like that. I think uh, so, yeah. It's pretty cool to curve out with your uh, Shivan turn, whatever, earlier at least. Uh, you would not see four Shivans in a counter burn deck today, I guess. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. But I mean, if you if you own your place at uh, Alpha Beta Shivans, yeah. I mean, you need yeah. to yeah, play yeah. them, right? And, 
a good thing that we can also mention about uh, this guy, uh, Robin, is that he's um, he's one of like four people or so that's been to all the noob cons. Mm. That's pretty cool. But, yeah, and he, he's still like someone that you don't really know because he's uh, he won a shark at BSK, when, which was a fairly large BSK. I think it was around 40 players or something. So it wasn't like one of the easy ones in the start. Uh, and um, he comes to every noobcon, and then you he doesn't play pretty much anything mm. else. Yeah. And he never answers emails or anything, and I don't have him on Facebook or, or anything like that. <laughs> so I just always assumes that he will turn up. And uh, it's been like many times where I actually haven't been able to reach him, I, you know, ask if he's coming mm. or not. And then, you know, I just assume that he will come. Maybe he's been standing there the last two years. We don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so, Olam, what can you tell us about the tournament in general? We've been yeah, going back and forth about the, some decks and like we're going down on players. We're 2013 now, right? Yeah. Uh, in yeah. Both me and Olam mm. to paint. Yeah, it was... Uh, Both me and Olam to paint yeah. it. Yeah, that, that was so fun. I, I remember so well the last round. Or I don't remember the last round. That's the fun part. I played against Honka in the last round. He played his no-win-con deck which I knew how to play against, but I was so drunk, so I didn't really understand what I was doing. And I won. And then I asked Honk afterwards, what happened? He was like, you played the best magic of your life. I, have, I just got totally <laughs> wrecked. Uh, because Honka's deck couldn't actually win. You just had to counter the, the right spells, uh, and then it didn't do anything else. And then I proceeded to play Jocke in the top eight, in the deck mirror, and he destroyed me. He wrecked me. I, I was so outplayed in that match. It wasn't even fun. I mean, mm. then I realized uh, how much I had to learn about that deck. Yeah. And you actually mentioned, like, this year that you're probably not a control player, but yeah. you might have thought yourself as a control player then, and that hurt your ego, maybe. <laughs> no, it, it actually was... This was a that was a good loss because uh, I got to learn to know Jukke. I had kind of never met him before, uh, and he he's been a travel buddy for a lot of years now. Uh, and we tech on decks, uh, which we will see later on together. Um, so so yeah, um, it was a great uh, thing. And I then I realized that I started to, I needed to get better at playing that deck uh, mm. because I just bought it because I wanted it as a kid, uh, basically. And MG, you you moved on from White Win in our. Yeah, so this is the first time I had uh, my project M, and it was uh, not a good version of it. Uh, or I mean, it was cool, but it's I didn't own any power cards at this point for the deck, and I didn't have mana drains, so it was. I mean, it, it was play what you got, pretty mm -hmm. M, which it was for like a couple, two or three years. How long it took me to build it. Um, but I mean, it was cool. I got to beat people down with the wretched and stuff. So, and I mean, I, I made top eight. Exactly. So I can't complain. You, you must have been pleased going that far, at least. Yeah, like I, I think I have like I had a slight edge here because I both play fairly well when drunk, and also you know not that many people understood the format that well at that point. Mm. Uh, so so I I could have like a slightly worse deck, but like players weren't. You know, super, super strong. A lot of them. Mm. 
Not everyone plays as good drunk as Oland does. But this, according to you, was uh, like the second best noobcon that you experienced at least. Yeah, I think so. Like just from um, <clears throat> just from a like feel good experience, and um, it was uh, like having like tournaments with around you know twenty five thirty people are usually pretty good, and if you have the right mindset and you know the right kind of people, you uh, it's a sweet spot in size and. There were like a lot of things I think we did right in terms of uh, you know how we structured the tournament, when we started in the day, how we. This was the first time we actually hired bartenders. Mm, okay. uh, before that, it was like me or other people running behind the pub. So so we had people actually taking care of you know scorekeeping, bartending, um, and you know the gear stuff. You know we we promoted in a different way. You know we had pins. You know we, we I think we actually made it our own in a good way. And uh, yeah. So uh, I like that one a lot. And like we're five-ish years into the format, at least uh, tournament-wise. Uh, yeah. And uh, I I can I guess that there's a lot of people that you start knowing more well that actually are dedicating themselves to the format at this point also. Yeah, uh, definitely. And like Oland joined, that must be a... Uh, yeah, that, that that's was a plus. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's only playing the deck though. But uh, he, he he did learn some lessons. That's good, also, Olan. Yeah, but I mean, like you, Olan, that's actually interesting to hear from you also because you played like a lot of Noobcons. And I, uh, would you also agree that Noobcon Five was a pretty yeah, good one? Yeah, uh, I actually only played five Noobcons, uh, which is weird, uh, but uh, but yeah, I think Five was really great because like. It felt like I didn't know everyone, but it felt like I knew everyone at the tournament. It was so small. You you got to learn to know everyone. Uh, I mean, I how, knew... How come you only played five Noobcons? I think I played five Noobcons. Uh, uh, well, there was one year uh, where there's a story we shouldn't really discuss why I didn't okay. play it. And then, then I didn't get invited to uh, Noobcon a couple of times because it I was see. full. Mm. Oh, I suck. Yeah, we like 2016. Three years from now, we have the first uh, capped out uh, NoobCon, it looks like. NoobCon 8. Yeah. Uh, but uh, here you got to join, Wallan. And yeah, well, you had a fun experience. Here you could come to NoobCon and ask if someone had a deck to borrow, and you probably could get the deck. Mm. Th those were the yeah. days and that, that i think that's some of the reason why you rank it so high it was that atmosphere yeah and you as an organizer yeah. you didn't have to do everything you mentioned you having bartenders so <laughs> that's a good yeah yeah i i, I think i like uh, so like i'd learned a lot of things from the previous years i think that was also a problem with like maybe the intoxication level at noobcom 4 that you know just had people like okay go behind the bar mm. and pick a beer if mm. you need it um and uh yeah no but like you like organizing tournaments for a few you could ask like probably anyone who's organized tournaments for a few years and they will say you know like they you pick up things eventually and uh, uh this was in a sense like kind of uncharted territory try to have like medic tournaments in a pub uh, at this point so so it was a bit um i i think we made a few mistakes that in hindsight like are obvious that they were mistakes but like you had to make them first to, you know see see how you should do it properly and i think noob confi was the first that you know you kind of had 
enough in your backpack to to make a tournament that worked for like everyone. Mm. Like I, I think that Noobcon three was really nice as well, but the people that came at Noobcon four wouldn't have appreciated Noobcon three in the sense. Mm. If you can say it like that. So, going into uh, 2014, uh, we mentioned earlier we've had uh, uh, BSKs running alongside with... Uh, uh, is this the first year... We, we still haven't seen any like uh, other places in the world, old school being played or anything like that? Do you... Is Noob Club 6, is it the first time we have like, people from outside the world come in, or no? Uh, yeah, like in Noob Club 6, we had people from other parts of Scandinavia mm. joining. Uh, Denmark, for example. Uh, so so this was maybe the first one we could actually say, you know, this is actually the World Championship. Mm. Uh, but I would argue, like, it it exploded, like, old school in general exploded around Noob Club uh, 7. Okay, okay. Uh, or just before that. So, so we're still like in the, um, it, it's still very much the Scandinavian yeah. things, uh, and uh, the uh, Italians or the Germans and the Americans hasn't really jumped on yet. They will do that for Nubcon Seven, but um, at Nubcon Six, like still the only place that you can read about old school is on the old school mm. blog. Uh, this um, is the first tournament uh, Nubcon I joined. Uh, Mickey Magnusson dragged me in. He's one of the top aiders here. Uh, Åland, you top aided again. Congratulations. I finished, actually, <laughs> was the one who finished 6 0 in the Swiss. Ooh, okay. Brag uh, away. Nice. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's great. Um, I actually have a story about this. According to Mickey Magnusson, you guys play the last round. Yeah. Yeah, according to him, only according to him, yeah. he did not sideboard. Uh, figuring you might meet later on and he did it to win. But that's just according to him. I remember you being happy winning uh, the last... I'm, uh, I mean, I was I was happy winning and finishing 6-0 in mm. a noobcon. Uh, it was my, remember, it was my... It was like my fourth time ever playing the old school format. Fifth, fourth or fifth time <laughs> or something. Mm. Uh, and finishing 6-0 and meet uh, and beating Mickey Magnusson, who was w- what I thought old when I started playing Magic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> back in, when I went to Stockholm to buy cards, he was at TV Spells version. So he, uh, yeah, he started working when he was very young, but he's always looked the same, I guess. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's an old soul. <laughs> Uh, so he dragged me to the tournament. Uh, I remember you guys, uh, not you, but uh, some guys, the winner maybe also, had like these caps with the uh, spinning thing on top of them. Yeah, Team Propeller cap. It was Jukki uh, Almelund and Robin, who has been all of them. And I think it was Sveva yeah. was the third guy. Sure. This is my first uh, like impression of uh, being at the old school event. <laughs> I was like, 
what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, why are they going around with those? And like, but you, you kind of, and and we from Stockholm being probably shunned from being from the capital coming in and destroying your nice time. <laughs> yeah, like the, there actually was a few Gotham people. Like, what are all these like Stockholmers doing? <laughs> Because like Mickey Magnuson and stuff, like he, I think it was him who had like a scarf. Yeah, and he's stuff. usually very, very well dressed. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh... And uh, some of the like workers, proper like uh, harbor workers from Gothenburg, was like, <laughs> "What? What are you doing in our like weird yeah, pub?" Yeah, we have a player that's actually being called Stalin. So, uh, the yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Magnuson, he because he's well dressed at one time uh, someone gave him an id when he just stood outside a bar so so <laughs> he just kept standing there <laughs> looking at ids <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, this was the first time i learned to know you and the janitor actually yeah the, yeah i think especially at Gof I don't think we interacted much at NoobCon, I've but uh, we, we played vintage also. I've uh, and not that many people that play old school play vintage. I also. think we interacted at NoobCon. You, uh, yeah, yeah. you were some of the guys who drank beer, so so yeah. Uh, so that, that's no. Yeah. I think this was the first NoobCon where the NoobCon tournament was larger than the Eternal Tour, all the Eternal tournaments mm. in NoobCon. We have. Uh, uh, that you know, like uh, more people came for for old school than for vintage or legacy. Yeah. And uh, regarding like Stalin, as you mentioned, Stalin won this tournament. Uh, but that's also kind of fun because uh, Kalenord uh, played and he had to drop after round five or so, or before round six. Uh, but he was like X and O, and we forgot to, like properly remove him from you know the tournament. Uh, so when the top eight comes out. He's in the top eight, even though he dropped like two rounds ago. Uh, and Stalin is actually ninth place player. Uh, but then he gets into the top eight because uh, Kelly isn't there. And uh, and he he goes on to like win the uh, win Nukon 6. And then Kelly comes back next year and wins that one. Instead. Yeah. And I remember losing to Stalin by flooding. I think I drew like 15 mana sources and two spells against the electric eels. And that, that's not <laughs> yeah. great. So before we no, talk... like that was really interesting because he played the uh, at at this point you know no one almost no one played the deck because it was before you know Jokalmund uh, and um, uh, Fluffy and these guys Elof in a sense like had developed how to play the deck without four mana drains because at that point they felt like you know the deck was so much worse without four mana drains which is obviously is but uh, they didn't people didn't realize it's still tier mm. one uh, because before that it was like tier zero. Um, Orland and Mickey uh, so was the one that played the deck that ended up in top eight at least. Uh, but yeah, maybe we should. Uh, yeah, I think the BSK before that we had like no the decks. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe we should talk about it the winning like... electric eel deck uh, briefly. Orland, since you mentioned being yeah. beaten bloody by electric eels. So Electric Eagle was first developed by uh, Old School, uh, who who had the Colossus uh, of Sardia All Hallows Eve deck, and he played that BSK, but not like the main BSK gathering, uh, but a smaller one that were like 20 players instead of 26 in 2012, and he placed first or second on that one, and, and he's generally pretty good at you know identifying a strategy but not fine tuning it at all. Uh, so so he, he's good at, you know, seeing, okay, these cards can work together 
and then I will not like tune it. Uh, and then a few people start like trying to tune the electric eel aggro deck, uh, and Stalin made it work pretty well, I yeah. would argue. So, so the idea here is that you basically combine uh, it's like a progenitor to uh, your burn in a sense or uh, your counter burn uh, but it, it relies more heavily on having both uh, energy flux and blood moon and it um, we have, we have it uses four blood moon in the sideboard but yeah you have uh, you have two yeah. dandans in main also being as you mentioned uh, like addressing control matchups in a way I guess uh, yeah and a lot of counter spells still uh, some unstable mutations. We have six one drops, I guess, with uh, four electric eels, two flying men. Uh, we have the fluxes, two of them. Uh, two, uh, like one mana drain, but uh, what more counters? Two power. Uh, mana drain has been restricted yeah. at this point. So two power sinks he plays. Um. Yeah. Uh, and like the dibs. Forcer and dips, I think, is kind of yeah. important. And the because th this is very much in the early days of surrender mm. decks. So it's a burn deck, but uh, as you mentioned, being uh, tuned uh, to address <laughs> um, the meta uh, as well as deal damage. Uh, a lot of decks we've seen earlier were more like uh, Urnum Burnum if they were burn decks, uh, or Sue, or. Yeah. So I guess this, this is the first time. You mentioned also maybe at BSK. That's before. Uh, yeah. So so uh, old school like tried out the idea with like saying because electric eel was considered a very bad creature uh, for most of its lifetime. Uh, but then if you're like if I can get like a good one drop and then the decks that have been winning uh, are five color control decks. And if I post sideboard at least have access to four blood moons and four energy fluxes, mm. and then can drop like an early threat, that would be extremely hard for these decks to beat. So, so it's one of the first like real meta decks. Mm -hmm. in the it sense. was really good against me, and also I didn't play factories and the dundons. Uh, if he drops a dundon and I don't have a sword, I mean, four damage a turn is <laughs> yeah. pretty. Or, or I have to chump it with a Sarah. It's like, yeah, not great. Did you play Lightning Bolts then in your the deck? Uh, no, I didn't no. play, and and my deck was really soft against uh, these kind of decks. Mm. Uh, I think that's a strong point also for all the one drops, like y having to use uh, <laughs> like swords, then the Dandan, <laughs> like but, uh, after the heal or something. Like I that. actually had had a pretty decent sideboard. I had eight blasts in my sideboard, so I had okay. a lot of removal after sideboard. Uh, mm. Uh, and I was a moat aficionado back then. Um, so, but moat is not very good against this deck. <laughs> so, well, it's only the electric eels and the mistress then, and the dundon. Yeah. But and the dundon. This is also it is not a twelve bolt deck, but it's a nine bolt deck or ten <laughs> if you count the black wise, which was restricted. So, it's it's also it plays more burn than basically every other deck. Which is mm, hard yeah. for the deck as well. They they soften you up with the creatures and then finish you with the burn, and you you can't counter every burn spell. Mm. So, so so I think kind of the strategy was good. And remember back then, 
uh, when we talk when you talk to Fluffy about this era, it's like you could play. He said you could play anything in the deck because no one played anything, uh, no fine-tuned decks, and the deck was kind of fine-tuned. But it it was a rough matchup uh, for sure. Mm. Uh, and I don't know if he beat Mick uh, Magnusson in the semis or or if uh, if uh, I am not oh, sure. Oh, okay. So the Robin also have a burn deck. I don't see the sideboard. I remember Mickey Magnusson losing to a Blood Moon. Uh, so mm. it could have been. And yeah, yeah. yeah no, he, he lost against Electric Eel. So yeah, he probably. And uh, to to be honest, the the thing is that Robin's deck is. He plays the full 12 bolts. Mm. Uh, so Robin is the second place yeah. with also a blue-red burn deck. Yeah, it's more of a bolt deck. Uh, what more can we say about the <laughs> this? That he has horrible sleeves. Okay. Mm-hmm. Still has adopted <laughs> sleeves. And, uh, but only playing one Shivan. <laughs> no, but like uh, Robin had like a really sweet run at this point because he... Uh, he plays second at Nubcon and uh, just missed out on the Shark and then he won... PSK, which was a large PSK mm. that year, uh, and picked up the short. And Robin is one of these guys that you, like, always has been, like, really, uh, like, again, like, he's one of four people that's been to every NoobCon, if I include myself. Uh, so one of three that had actually played at every mm. NoobCon. And uh, he has won a shark, and he has done some good results, but I think he's one of the, maybe the least familiar people that has won a shark, I'm not sure, because he... He doesn't play anything more. He doesn't create that much content. He just hangs out here and, you know, has a good mm. time. <laughs> As it should be in a way, I guess. Uh, yeah. Like, honorable mentions for <laughs> his deck are the... He's playing Boomerangs. Uh, he's playing three of them. Uh, he's playing Earthquakes. Three of them. He's playing, as you mentioned, Oland. So much burn. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how all the, like maybe it's just it's the last spell he plays earthquake sometimes because he's playing uh, three ju- uh, juggernauts also. Uh, but if people aren't, and he has moved down to one one Shivan dragon now. Uh, he had yeah. four, you know, when he tapeted the year before when he had four mandrakes. Maybe they got know. destroyed no, from the uh, sleeves. <laughs> he could only play one this time. Yeah, uh, I think it's interesting both of the top two blue-red burn decks. They're playing one. Uh, are they? No. We see one here in uh, Robin's list. One Weiss. Uh, this is where Weiss was restricted, right? Yeah. So No, uh, we see one in uh, Stalin's. So both, both of them, yeah, yeah, both of them play black-weiss. Uh, and this is black-weiss restricted mm. era. Uh, we don't that often see it being played anymore, right? Because maybe more people are playing aggressive decks also, not being good, as uh, Svante told me last time we talked about BSK. But uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I kind of. It's not that far from the blue red burn list we discussed uh, also in that episode, right, Olan? Uh, it's a bunch of creatures and yeah. some. Yeah, but there's there's like no counter spells in Robin's deck. Mm. Uh, yeah, <coughs> and we still w- people still haven't really figured out that flying men is a good card. Um, so like, I mean that Stalin plays two, Robin plays zero, but I'd argue that um, like it's hard to say if uh, Old Man of the Sea is mm. good 
because this is at a point where your burn hasn't really landed yet, so you don't have that many lightning bolts. And Y2Win is still fairly popular. So in Robin's deck, we have uh, two Old Man in the Sea, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, Old Man is probably better in this era than it is today. Mm. Uh, but still, like... At this point, you know, people have started playing factories. Uh, so I think that, like, with with modern goggles, this deck would have uh, gotten more out of, like, uh, Flying Man than Juggernaut. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah, you mentioned uh, White Weenie, and maybe that's why we see three uh, Control Magics also in Stalin's uh, sideboard. Yeah, but that that's just like fine tuning, I guess. Uh, you don't really know all about the meta, and you mentioned also that the deck wasn't as much played now as the years before with four mono main. Yeah. Uh. So uh, I, by the way, uh, like my notes for this tournament, I I just like a one liner uh, on a few notes. I said like some core people dropping off, but not new faces joining, like uh, the Ivica crew and Seb. Mm. So uh, the, this was, in a sense, like I, I ranked this as 8 on my NoobCon uh, top uh, 14 mm-hmm. scale. Uh, because there were like a few of the early guys like Eric and Gion, uh, you know, the, the people that, you know, I, I felt like were, were like a core part of the format that started to drop off. Uh, Kala dropping off before the top 8 was like a little sad because these are, in a sense, you know, the friend I want to have this party yeah. with. Uh, but on the other hand, there were like a lot of new, interesting faces that you know I, uh, like the Ivica people, like Kung Mike, because I talked to him on the phone today last time. You know, he, he's one of the only he, <laughs> Magic players that I was invited to my wedding because I feel like we're we're, we're actual friends mm. at this point. Uh, and you know, we like not saying that not other people are friends, but like friends with the family and yeah. stuff. You know, I I know the name of his kids, and you know, he hangs out with mine and stuff. Um. So uh, it was like sort of like end of one era and start of mm. a new one. Uh, and it was, uh, again, like this was sort of international in a way because, you know, you actually had different countries for the first time. And I think it was more skill-based than once before because, you know, this was the first one where we actually had Mandarin restricted. So you, you couldn't just lock out with power and Mandarin in the same way you could at the earlier ones. Yeah, and I remember, uh, I think Berlin maybe played that this year also. I don't know. No, maybe it wasn't. Uh, Pefkin got a kid. Maybe Berlin did also that year. Yeah. Uh, some people... Yellow Fox. Okay, yeah. So some people get needed, needed to tend to that stuff. But uh, 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 yeah, like this is a new era for control then i guess also in a way it's i remember it being really interesting of course since it's my first newcom but also like uh, the the meta is still kind of wide open uh, someone can jump in yep. with a blue red burn deck uh, with the uh, eels and actually do very well <laughs> and uh, we also have in the top eight uh, fourth place after mika magasons the deck we have an anthrox deck a blue black control deck uh, that we probably would not see today it's pretty cool with doppelganger and like main co- three main control magics and uh, like is this a sorceress queen or 
No, it can't. What's be. what's the black cards behind the uh, old man of the sea? Let me check. Um, we have a lot o of. It's oblet, oblet, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. So is it three oblets and <laughs> like a yeah. bunch of one book, uh, but counter spells and flood. Yeah, one flood. There we have it back again. <laughs> no, I mean like this. And, and Antrox is also just uh, an amazing mm. character. He, I think, he stopped playing Magic. I think he got kids around that time. Also, he was part of Team Kaffebiggers with. Uh, uh, Jokimon and Anton uh, I know this guys Glanz, yeah, and Brian Weisman, uh, mm. who who got like an honorary yeah, invite. And Hashi who later uh, goes on to win uh, NoobCon um, as well. Yeah, so 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 we're like, and uh, for for those like uh, non-Swedish players, we say like Jokke um, uh, won the. Uh, like what you call like the legendary uh, lifetime achievement award from the Swedish mm. Magic community this year. Um, so it's been like a, a real like organizer role player, and that team was really sweet. And Antox was uh, one of the core, maybe four people there. So uh, so that he stopped playing was a little sad, but he had a nice nice top eight with a really cool deck mm. before that. Uh, already mentioned you being in uh, top eight along with. The, the deck uh, why did you because you needed to address the mono drain here also right uh, yeah uh, from local 5 and what can, uh, what can you remember from that uh, six. What, what do you want to know uh, well you needed to rebuild it there weren't that many a lot you, you mentioned MG there was a discussion of the deck not being at least as good maybe not even good then but you just like took out Madrains, put in some books, or what did no, you? No, I didn't put in books because I wasn't on the four book. I added more mana sources, and I think uh, I don't know exactly which cards I changed, but I played three Sir Angel, one Moat in my deck that year. Uh, and yeah, I I think I just upped mana sources, and that was a problem because I flooded a lot. Uh, mm. And that that punished me in the quarterfinals. Uh, so so yeah, uh, but it 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 was still insanely solid deck. I mean, uh, going six zero with it uh, a year the year after Manadrain was banned felt really uh, not banned restricted was really good. Mm. So so yeah, uh, I mean, it's still it's still an insane deck, and I actually had got a lot more practice with it because we played a couple of tournaments before this and we actually did some casual playing as well playing the deck casually uh interesting but yeah i didn't have any other cards uh, <laughs> yeah that's not true i actually had the red green uh, land out deck and i brought the brought a friend who played this noobcon uh, and borrowed it out um but he, he left after four rounds because he didn't want to drink so Mm -hmm. <laughs> so so yeah and no i mean like we we, st we still did some drinking around this era also just like noobcon 4 was like a bit but extreme but it's not like we're we're, we're not fully sober i at think this, this was the first time we played hoover turnering in at noobcon uh yeah and that's correct and i think it was the first time we also had easter eggs of some yeah. sort yeah uh, that's which was uh, something that uh, old school brought with them uh, and they were just like small ones and filled with candy. But then I started to escalate that from 
from the next year, you know, having um, actually hidden eggs in the pub with some uh, with some gifts or gi- giving out to mm. people who yeah who are in the that, streamers. That's usually what we do here in Sweden during Easter. If people don't understand where we're hiding eggs, but that's well, you do that in the states also, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, top eight also. Uh, Orlando, you managed to uh, go fifth to eighth place with your uh, the deck. Icelander also on the deck. Uh, basically, the only big difference, I guess, is Sanger <laughs> instead of Sarah. But Two modes in I his, mean, uh, the deck. Icelander. Uh, Icelander is a bit like Robin. He only played noob cons, and he he has top eight. Uh, Top eight noobcon four times in like six appearances, five or six appearances. Mm. That, that, that's pretty pretty <laughs> insane. Yeah. And two, two two finals, and he plays like one tournament a year. Yeah, he actually plays one nickel bolas in his deck yeah. uh, <laughs> also. Yeah. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, Elof uh, managed to go top eight with a Stasis deck also, so that's pretty cool. Uh, he he was a player we mentioned having. Most sharks, one of them having most sharks. You have the stats there. He's the uh, only one. And there you have three main deck and one sideboard amnesia. Yeah. Speaking of amnesia. Mm. Uh, and then a pretty cool uh, deck from Free Space. It's a Jusam Smash deck for Sangers, for Jusams, uh, and a lot of uh, restricted black bordered. You actually wrote it down, MG, on your blog as a Jusam Smash slash. Five colored twenty thousand dollar. <laughs> yeah, five five colored twenty k <laughs> because it was like a bit of a joke because we said uh, you know the original name for stacks was um, you know it's a dollar sign and then T four K S so so it's a it's an abbreviation for the four thousand dollar solution mm. uh, because w- when uh, when stacks first came into vintage it was like. Okay, Vintage is pretty you now locked up by Man and Rain or Dark Ritual decks. And uh, then they created this, you know, uh, prison deck with Mishra's Workshop, but it needed like uh, all the uh, brown power cards and four workshops and stuff. So they so said this is a $4,000 solution. And, and of course, like playing $4,000 for that deck today would be quite a bargain. <laughs> of course, it's, it's um, black bordered. Uh, we. And. And in a sense, yeah, yeah. So, so, so this deck was like, uh, yeah, it's uh, five color and twenty thousand uh, dollars. But you know, I would probably be happy to play twenty thousand dollars for all the blackboard power cards and like ten blackboard jewels and jusums and blackboard yeah, birds. it's a beautiful deck. Four berserks yeah. also honorable mentions. Uh, three, yes, <laughs> three disenchant, three uh, swords. Otherwise, it's yeah, mainly the big creatures. Uh, yeah, I, I love people playing creatures, but like doing it with birds so they can play whatever they like kind of creatures. Yeah, he has the fourth uh, swords in the sideboard. This is also one of the earlier decks that uses Avoid Fate. And we can argue that, you know, the sideboard you won is because his name is actually you won. Mm. So, but you need to have one you one then. <laughs> yeah, like I, 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 there were many times that I had one Lord Magnus in my side. I'm sad. I, uh, I'm sad. I don't. There's no Michael, so I played a Riven Turnbull in the sideboard instead. <laughs> yeah. 
because like political violence is a perfectly legitimate answer to the prosecution handed down by the dignitaries <laughs> of the state. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you, and you're, you're playing Magnus then in your sideboard, of course, MJ? Uh, not <laughs> that often, but it, it has happened. Uh, in the old days, it was a bit more common. I, I, I can just main deck a bunch of robots. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, got, I got it all solved. Uh, so we managed to go through f a bunch of uh, nice decks and a bunch of uh, way till not today, but uh, we're actually stopping here uh, and continuing uh, at a later date. Uh, is there anything else we should add before turning off the recording here, guys? What would you like to say, MG? No, I mean, this is really the early era, mm. right? Uh, from the Easter Got to Nuketown 6. I think this, um, after this, you know, in 2015, 16, around there, you know, it really starts to explode. So, um, yeah, internationally, we're still in an era where, yeah, 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 like we, we're still in an era where anyone who wants to come to Nuketown can play, and we're just happy to have mm. people. Uh, and it's um, it's still like a very local phenomenon, even though we have some international players. Mm. So I think this is a good place to start. Yeah, because now we we're, we're entering that other era. Uh, Ola, what, what do you do? You have anything to conclude all our our thoughts from this? No, I not really. But I I think this is uh, in some in some sense this is an era I actually miss from old school. It's so different now. It's it's not better or worse now. It's just very very different. Mm. What are you missing? Yeah. Like the more locally feel of it, or like the yeah. more like kind of showing up and to a tournament and you kind of know everyone. Mm. Um, that's that's not happening today. There's a lot of good things not knowing everyone and learning to new know new people. But yeah, but you don't like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you see how much online I played during COVID and how many different players I played against, so yeah, I, I would say that in a sense I've changed in that way that I actually act uh, actually seek out to learn to know new players. I didn't do it back then, uh, except yeah. for the Varberg and Arvika guys. Hmm. And uh, MD, we haven't heard your best noobcon yet, so that's. Uh, that would be interesting to hear which one you actually thought was the best one. Uh, you, not no spoilers, yeah, no so spoilers. No, no, I can I can say which ones we have left. You know, from from Nukon seven and four. So we have uh, the positions we have left are seven, five, four, three, mm. and one. So up and downs, but we we basically went through the worst ones, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or actually, I, I've technically put uh, in, like I. I think that Noobcom was a really nice idea, but I put them as third. Yeah, we're, we're not even I, going to discuss I, I, those uh, later on. No, because like I, uh, I, I think they were really nice, but uh, for me, I kind of like crave the gathering mm. myself. Uh, I still think they were better than Noobcom. Yeah. Also, like clinging to what uh, Orlan said, you must feel like maybe this was the. Organize-wise, you, you, you didn't, of course, you put it not, not in the top, 
the the Nupcon six, but this must be where you, at least from my standpoint, going there, uh, you had everything rolling, you knew what was going on, and uh, I think we're entering an area where you need to do a, a lot more <laughs> and readdress a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah, like the same thing with you know going from having um, nine or thirteen people to thirty four. Mm. Uh, it's a bit of a jump. Uh, I would say like having comparing having like 50 people to having 100 people is it's not twice as hard it's like it's like running running half a marathon versus running mm. a marathon it's not twice as hard to run 42 it's like 10 times as hard uh and i would argue like when you scale a tournament it's like w- when you go from as like 30 people sweet spot where you you know you can hang out there when you can say hello to everyone to to run the 50 spot you need to think about different mm. things and then when you reach around 100 you have to start thinking about like lavatory facilities you know and uh, like yeah. food and like a bunch of different things that you don't really think did about. you did you remember like where we ending here in noobcon 6 did you remember it starting to gnaw in the back of your head like because a lot of people joined <laughs> this time uh, we were yeah. 44 players no i, I, I think i think i was yet, actively tr- yeah and I, I remember from that time I was actually trying to push it back because like uh, I remember stalling during that era saying that he wanted to rent out, you know, the Svenska um, Messon, mm-hmm. a big mess hall and have, you know, where it had GPs and have like 500 mm-hmm. people and stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. no. And there were a lot of people saying like, okay, let's legalize, revise so we can have even more people or, you know, have ideas for lending out decks so we can have even more people. And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. So I, I was always into that, you know, organic growth i i never had like a facebook page or, or something for mm. noobcon uh I, I i always so so i i guess i felt you know this is not slowing down and you also saw that you know from the amount of people who who looked at the blog and stuff you know from stats there um but it was never my plan to you know branch out trying to do it you no know, branch out you know have this hockey yeah. stick uh, <laughs> exponential growth so that, that what, what's a hockey plan. stick exponential growth <laughs> Is it just like the curve? Yeah, it's like it okay, goes okay. like slowly. The curve of a yeah. hockey stick. I see, I see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it will be interesting to hear your thoughts on the larger or the very large tournaments later on. Uh, and uh, yeah, we've had, a, we had a clean break now for two years with the Noob Coms. Uh, and uh, yep. you actually also left past the torch in a way. Uh, the to is it still be where, where will the shark be next time do you believe if uh, it will be there's there's always two sharks so so one shark will be at noobcon and uh, one will be in genoa at mm. wincon and wincon will be like the world championship yeah. so um, um before that you know we had one shark at uh, the scandinavian championships and one at noobcon and now like yeah the noobcon shark will still be a shark but the world championship and all that will be fixed by the Italians mm. in general, which will be in September mm. next year. Uh, they, they, of course, hope to have it like in October this year, the first WinCon, and that would be under like a really clean break. Mm. Uh, but it um, they had to wait two years due to the yeah. pandemic. And uh, that's where we are now. And uh, we will uh, continue next time with... Uh, where are we in years? We are uh, going into 2015 next time. Yeah. Uh, very nice uh, of you to join us, MG. 
pleasure. And uh, Olan, I always appreciate having you around. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Seb. <laughs> That's all, folks. Goodbye, good night, good day.